morning, folks. <laughs> Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. Good to see you. I hope you're all awesome and well. We're breaking records around here. We're breaking records. Um, maybe some of these record-breaking, continuous record-breaking issues are going to be maybe not so great. We'll talk about that in a minute. But yesterday, what happened? For those nerdy, niche mad property investors like us, well, like me, maybe like you, uh, we were watching, I was watching yesterday, uh, what was going to happen with the inflation figures. Inflation figures came out down a little. Great news. Good news. Uh, maybe not down far enough to stop the RBA putting up the interest rates. Maybe one more kick in the teeth. We shall see. We shall see. But uh, there you go, folks. But today, we're not going to talk about inflation. Talk about a new record low. Does anyone know what a new record low or outbreaking? Um, anyone Anyone might want to have a guess. New record low in Australia right now. Um, and, um, I, I, you know, there's a, a, almost like an I told you so uh, thing. Hey, Stu, Luke, Adrian, uh, who we got in the house? Kevin, Graham, Deb, Chris, Shatank. Good to see everyone. Construction, vacancy rates. Yep, yep. There is some construction issues for sure, Bradley. Uh, but vacancy rates, vacancy rates, and uh, specifically, folks, um, the vacancy rates in a specific section of our marketplace right now. Uh, yesterday, uh, CoreLogic um, released their monthly wrap, which is quite good. Sign up for it. Uh, it's good. It's good info. Always like to cross-check a few different info. CoreLogic uses certain median uh, median data. Um, and then others use, you know, average data. And then depending on the snapshots, whether it's monthly, quarterly, yearly. So a good cross-section, cross-range of data just to check in. I like to use SQM research and RP data when, when they cross over. But anyway, let's have a look at this. Let's have a look at the, the data set that RP data released yesterday, the national unit units. Yeah, units across the country. National unit vacancy rate fell to a new record low. Record low. Folks, uh, housing was at a low, record low. Now apartments, units are at a, are a record low. And we talked about this, like, you know, uh, and, and you know, I've talked about this hundreds of times in Wealth Coffee Chats, Wealth One and Wisdom, Talking about the gap, the difference, and this is just human nature. This is finance. This must make financial sense, right? When houses are really expensive and apartments are less expensive, when you've got a budget, you don't have a choice. You go, oh, I'm going to really want a house. Well, it doesn't matter how much you want the house, folks, uh, you can't afford it. So you, what happens? You go buy or rent an apartment. That's what happens. You downgrade your expectations. You change your lifestyle. Listen, and a lot of people are quite enjoying that. I know some really good friends, family of five. Uh, they sold their big house and they've just moved into a nice apartment. Interesting times in that space. I think that is going to be way more common into the future. Um, it is significant change uh, in the Australian landscape. However, national unit vacancy rates, lowest in record. Dun, dun, dun. What's, have, I got a, have I got something? I don't know. 
<laughs> I don't know. Knocking around today. There you go. Lowest vacancy rates ever in apartments. And, uh, you know, folks, I don't know if you guys remember us chatting uh, yonks ago and, and, you know, the media was carrying on about Melbourne and Sydney and, oh, look at all the apartments vacant. And, you know, what did we say? Tell me in the chat. My, many of you I can see on this morning have been listening to and tuning in to the Wealth Coffee Chats in the morning, you know, many, many months ago, and it was probably over the last three years, the media was carrying on, oh, apartments, uh, you know, it's a disaster. But tell me, um, what, uh, what, what, what did they say? What, what did we end up saying? Hold your nerve for sure, Bradley. You know, but the feedback, the gist was when we, when, when we dive into the actual data, what type of property and where was the majority of these properties located? Well, those, the type of property was um, in a city or in the triple zero postcodes, all of us, anyone who listens to what we're talking about here, you're not buying, folks. You're not buying in triple zero postcodes, right? For all sorts of reasons, it's a disaster. Avoid them like the plague. So triple zero postcodes, um, high-rise, high-density living in a city, not our cup of tea, uh, and lots of student accommodation or property that was built for student uh, population. So hundreds of thousands of students left the country and hence the vacancy rates. Was it real? No. If you got rid of those, then the vacancy rates were quite low. And now students are back, uh, travellers are back, and what is going on? Check it out. You have a look at that, folks, right? Check out the vacancy rate. And this is apartments, by the way, folks. This is not all houses, right? So this is apartments. This was a new record. New record. Check this out. Melbourne, um, the lowest vacancy in the country. Uh, good old Adelaide. Well, Adelaide hasn't built anything. It's not an Adelaide is not a, a medium to high density construction city. And the cities that have the less medium density to high density construction struggle to provide stock. And I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Like, and um, uh, if we look there, Bradley talked about construction. And we're going to, we're going to talk about that in a second, right? Um, but have a look. So anything below, listen, folks, anything below 2% is crazy low, crazy. Anything under 1% is like nothing is vacant. Brisbane, 0.7. Adelaide, 0.7. You know, Melbourne, 0.6. You know, Perth, 0.7. Crazy. And that's in the, in the apartment space, folks, right, um, as we go. Rents, you know, Melbourne, median rent. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, it. that's right, Deb. It's got legs, folks. It's got legs. It's got upside uh, for us as investors. So that's what we're talking about. You know, um, the values are starting to rise again. One of the challenges right now for all of us is too much, too much of a good thing Folks, too much of a good thing. Tell me. Too much of a good thing. Well, maybe it's a good thing for us, right? But but if you're on the other side of this ledger, too much of a good thing when it comes to capital growth and rental growth in the real estate market actually ends up being a problem. Tell me what is the problem? What does it what does it activate? Our number one menace. I'll just give you a tip. What does too much of a good thing activate in the property world? Uh, I prefer slow and steady wins the race growth um, in both rents and values. However, it's volatile at the moment because it activates the government. Dead right, Brad. You know, it activates these these lunatics, 
you know, who want to get voted in next month or next year or next whenever, right? It activates these lunatics um, and does activate some inflation as well. You know, the problems that the government, you know, yeah, it activates government intervention, folks. And it drives me insane, right? You know, they cause problems. And, you know, we talk about this. They cause problems. They threw so much money at COVID. It caused, you know, it accelerated in the inflation problems, right? Uh, it caused the collapse of the housing construction industry in Australia, right? You know, brain dead, right? Uh, and now, now because, you know, those people who held their nerve and bought well and, you know, managed their money well and, and is investing for the future and taking care of themselves and, you know, planning not to be on the frigging pension, you know, in the future. Now the government's like, oh, we fucked up. We're going we're gonna to jam you. We're going to put the taxes up, you know. We're going to, uh, you know, not, not help the construction industry. It drives me insane. So too much of a good thing, folks, on the flip side, you know, is bringing a little bit of focus and heat. You've got some loonies in the greens going, let's ban everything. You know, landlords are evil, you know. You know, like it's it's brain dead. There is no, you know, you have the evidence is if you look in some of the Scandinavian countries, they don't have capital gains tax, right? No capital gains tax. You know what that did? It encouraged people to sell the properties because there was no, the more the properties go up in value, the more people go, I'm not going to sell because all I'm going to do is give all this money to the government. They are stupid. It's people who... Uh, you know, don't understand property markets, want to penalise people who are trying to take care of themselves. Anyway, I am fired up, Adrian. <laughs> anyway, there you go. Right, so let's stay on track this morning, Jason. Let's talk about what's going on. RP Data released their monthly housing pack yesterday, which was pretty sweet. Uh, and I like, uh, I like some good data, like I said. You know, have a little look. Let's have a look at what's going on in the market um, and, uh, you know, what might be useful information for us to take a look at. Now, the piece that I want to have a look at today, and you can go grab, um, you can go grab uh, the the report RP Data. Go onto RP Data's website. You can download it. It's awesome. It's free. Um, listen, our supply issue. So we've got a supply issue, and this is kind of like you know, activate government intervention. You know, um, you know. Uh, we're, we're low. This is listings. This is new properties for sale. Not new, but this is existing properties being resold, folks. So our population's up. You know, we've got 650,000 uh, extra people in the country, or it's just over 500,000, meant to be 650 um, sometime real soon. <coughs> Excuse me. And we're down. Like, and, and the number is pretty significant. We're down sort of, you know, close to, you know, Six to ten thousand uh, existing listings. You have a look at this. You know where sort of you know there and you know the high was up there. That's that's a pretty big chunk, folks. That's a pretty big chunk of kind of listings, existing properties for sale that aren't in the market, right? So we're down. We're down ten thousand properties from twenty twenty two, and we're down about eight thousand on the five-year average. So we're down on supply, right? We know this. We've had this. <laughs> How many coffees? I'm on my second coffee, Luke. <laughs> so we're down on listings. And, you know, we need to make sure 
we understand what might happen as property investors as it comes sort of our way. Um, these, you know, un, unfortunately, some side effects of, uh, of what we get up to. Let's have a look at dwelling approvals, right? And this is kind of telling. You have a look at, if you have a look at the medium density, so the, so the medium density issues. Now, folks, I've, I've said this uh, many times, hundreds of times, right? Our supply chain issue was not created by COVID, right? It was created, right, um, over here in this section, well, kind of this section here, three things happened, and I've said this before. Number one, uh, they, they said, go away foreign buyers, right? We don't want your money. Number two, they launched the APRA um, investigation um, and uh, said, oh, you know, all of these property investors, uh, scumbags, and all of the, you know, brokers need to get, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, there was some people doing the wrong thing. That's for sure. Should have been cleaned up. Should have been cleaned up a long time ago. Uh, and number three, they launched you know, a political campaign against negative gearing and we're going to get all the, you know, get all the evil property investors, you know, they're, they're scamming, they're scamming the, the, you know, the country. You know, it's bullshit. You know, go and tax the multi-billion dollar mining entities properly, you know. Um, you know, take away the double capital gains tax exemption for politicians. Go do that. Anyway, so folks, our supply chain issue uh, is... Been around for a while. Have a look at this. Check this out. Let's have a look at get rid of that because I want to show you something. Um, we are now at insane, insane. Now, now let's go. Oh, we've we've been lower before, right? Okay, but tell me, folks. Like this is here, so we are down at let's say, you know, approval levels. There, call it four thousand. You go. Well, we've been lower in in February '08 after the GFC. But what's the thing that's not reflected on this chart, okay, in comparison to the supply, folks, the supply? What was the population? Let's do this. Let's do this. What was the population in 1990? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you because I've got it right here in front of me. Let's have a look. What was the population in 1990? Yeah, population growth. Exactly, Luke. So let's do another little chart here and let's go – Population um, in 1990 was 17 million, so 17 million. Population today, um, which is kind of, you know, 23, call it 27-ish million, all right? Call it 17. So 10 million, 10 million more people, right? So from here, and it's not linear, folks, but look, that's the trajectory, right? So by and large, we have, since 1993, pretty well produced the same amount of houses for, what's that, <laughs> for 30 years, 40 years? Seriously, does, that, does anyone look at this? Anyone see a problem with it? The same amount of houses. All right, okay, well, you know what we did? You know, we decided to go medium density because that was the, that was the trick. Yeah, it was. Okay, we had to densify our cities. Um, we couldn't continue to do this big sprawl into the middle of nowhere, folks, all right? By and large, these numbers as a ratio of the population, 
And, and this is where someone said, oh, it's not the lowest we've ever seen. Well, it is, folks. It is. As a ratio of the population, they are the lowest per capita approvals we have ever seen in history. Do the math. Do the, do the mathematics. Well, actually, not in history as much as we can see on this chart. Let's be accurate, Jason. Sometimes you can get a bit dramatic. <laughs> but you get my picture, right? You get my picture. So these things, the point of my chat today is, folks, we've got, you know, lowest vacancy ever. And then, you know, lowest vacancy, well, not vacancy, but supply or approvals. Approvals, a bit slow. Approvals uh, since 1990. That in itself for us, on one side, it's going to be fine. On the flip side, it brings some issues. What are we going to do about it as property investors? Well, for me, for you, here's my feedback for you. All right? Here's my feedback about this. Number one, make sure you get a hold of some good priced property. Right now, we're on the verge of another run in the property market, folks. It's not started significantly yet. There's some, been some movements into values and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> thanks Chris uh, what it's uh, it's 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 uh, it's not an exaggeration it's a it's a uh, a passionate explanation <laughs> yes indeed well sometimes you know the idea that we need to kind of get you know engaged in this information as property investors listen this is our weird little niche you know this is our little lunchbox you know um uh, there's plenty of important things in the world, that is for sure. Plenty, plenty. And the plight of property investors is probably not high on the list of most humans on this planet. <laughs> uh, but it's ours, right? So, you know, we've got to talk about it. We've got to think about it. We've got to, you know, understand it. And, and uh, away we go. Anyway, there you go. What's the outcome? What's the point? Well, observation, understanding, folks. Uh, we've got some good things going our way for the moment uh, and we just need to be cognizant of some other things that may into the future change, adjust, and we need to be flexible and um, observant uh, on those futures. Here's what I do know. Here's what I do know. You're better off having two or three more properties in your portfolio than not. They're not. Let's say you, let's say, you had to sell a couple, you're better off selling a couple and making some profit than never have bought them at all. That's what I say, but don't sell because that's uh, the point around here. Medium to long term, I think it'll all shake out fine. Um, Short term, we're going to have some opportunities and some issues that we're going to have to need to navigate together uh, as we roll down this freeway we call living in Australia. There you go. Anyway, Australia. All right, folks, that's it. I've gone over time. Hopefully uh, you're awesome and well wherever you are. A few of you dialed in uh, a bit later, so great to have you here. Thanks for joining. Most of you know this, but we do this each day, 10 past 8. Yeah, opinions, ideas, strategies, tactics, thoughts uh, are shared each morning. 
from an experience of well over 25 years being a property investor myself and 20 years coaching people across Australia and New Zealand. If you want me to cover something or talk to a topic, folks, let me know. Always check in the chat. Uh, Love to hear from you. But thanks for joining today. Join me tomorrow for another one. I think that's it. We're done and dusted. And um, remember, we've got a couple of sayings around here. This thing's a marathon, not a sprint. It's going to take time to build your property portfolio. It is a slow and steady wins the race type of gig. And my advice to you is to buy a good property you're happy to own forever and don't sell it. That's it. Property in its simplest form is buy something good and keep it, maintain it, look after it, and in the long run, it'll look after you. There you go. That's it, folks. Done and dusted. Wealth Coffee Chat over and out. Join me tomorrow for another one. That's it. Take care. Bye for now.